From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State, and all across America and the world, this is The Big and Wild Outdoors. With your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Glenn Kinman. It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood, a beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? Yes. It's a neighborly day in this beauty wood, a neighborly day for a beauty. Would you be mine? So pretty today. Could you be mine? Gorgeous day. I have always wanted to have a neighbor. Just you know where this like show was you. filmed in. Just I've like you. I always wanted to live in a neighborhood. Thank you, Fred Rogers. Pittsburgh, PA. Pittsburgh. Let's make the I thought it was up at uh, Boston, wrong. up there at WQED wrong. or whatever it was. Wrong. His original one was up in PA. I know that, but his big one. But Yes, welcome to a uh, beautiful neighborhood day today in the uh, west coast of Florida <laughs> and beyond. Okay, you're ki- you're killing me, Diego. You intentionally didn't turn my hilarious. mic on. <laughs> yeah, I told him not to turn the mics on because you guys would ruin it. Then was I right? Was I right or was I right? I, I said to Jonathan, what is he up to in there? Welcome uh, back, uh, Diego, by the way. I hope everything was good uh, down there in uh, he made it. Costa Rica. Isn't that where he went? Costa Rica? Costa Mesa? Where, where, where the... Costa Rica. Costa Rica. Super fun, super stress-free. Love Did you fish? Place, beautiful. You promised us you'd go I fishing. I wanted to fish. Uh, I wanted uh, to fish really bad. There was this restaurant he tried. we went to. Not up his that coddles, I was going to go fishing with this guy. Yeah. But I, I, I just, I couldn't, I didn't have time and, good, good, but good, everything good. we, everything he caught, we would have eaten. He, of course you would have. He was fishing for other things. Senoritas. There's <laughs> <laughs> some hot, here's some hot uh, tunas down there. <laughs> he I was know fishing that. in a different sea. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so it's like a bar. It's like a ledge offshore. You know, it's you run the run the ledge. Run and, the ledge. Hello, yeah. ladies. Yeah, swim along there with the sharks. It's all good. <laughs> well, we're glad you made it back safely. Uh, we hope you had a wonderful vacation. You were uh, dearly missed. <laughs> you were uh, severely missed, at least in the first hour for sure. <laughs> Until Steve Austin came and rescued us, but it was all good. Uh, I, just, I, I just have to say, as a being a person who was listening. And with me going into the hunting season and guiding hunters and be listening and calling in, I was telling Bill and him, Diego, in the parking lot this morning, the first two breaks when I hear hear the bumper music and I'm like, okay, the commercials are going to start any second. Any second. Where where are the commercials? Any second. Where are the commercials? Uh, And then all of a sudden you hear Carlos and Bill come back on saying, uh, we're sorry right now. We're experiencing technical difficulties. Braden's head is actually exploding in the producer's booth. Well, it didn't help that uh, Mutt and Jeff brought uh, sticky dart guns in here and we're shooting them against the glass and <laughs> shooting sticky darts all over the, hey, hey, the whole time. I, I got to give you that a boy for that. It was like, all you'd hear is, all you'd hear is this. <laughs> you'd hear all these little pump, pump, pump on the glass. You know, on the double pane soundproof glass, and they're in here <laughs> like a couple of giddy eight-year-olds at a birthday party. Hey, hopped up on cake. We were it having was... fun. You weren't in the room. Yeah, <laughs> dad's away. <laughs> yeah, that's how kids get shot. Oh lord, dads aren't home. Let's go play with the guns. Yeah, in the other room. That's that's what they were doing. 
So anyway, it was a lot of fun. But in, as for today, um, let's see. I met a few guys that were going to be out duck hunting today, and I said it's going to be perfect weather for duck hunting. Yes. <laughs> uh, today they're going up off of 4th Street and headed up uh, out there. So good luck for those guys uh, this morning. They'll be here in about two hours. I'm sure they're probably not listening right now. They're probably eagerly anticipating that first crack of the sun coming across the uh, the horizon and hopefully light up some ducks as they come through their way. So I know that there's a lot of guys out there uh, braving the weather for that. As for fishing, unless you're doing it on a lake or a pond or somewhere back in the mangroves. Have fun. Uh, yeah. It aquarium. Even, it, Today is an aquarium fishing day. Stop by PetSmart and pick up your uh, fish today. That'd be all good. Yeah, even out on the pier would be a be a nasty day today. But uh, oh, you know what? Speaking of the pier, did you did you see? You know, Mike Goodwine, of course, is a, a big time guide around this area. You know, he's a fishing guide and lives in Plant City. And uh, he uh, posted this past week that he had a couple of young clients on the boat with him. I mean, kids. They were. Maybe at the most 12, 8, about the same kids, about the same ages as my kids. And he went into great detail on how, you know, he tries to be respectful of people fishing along the Skyway Fishing Pier. Sure. Oh, boy. <laughs> if you see somebody, you know, you wait or, you know, you find a gap, you know, where there's a big gap and, you know, throw in there and try to get bait and do all that stuff. And so he did. There was a guy that was there and he waited and he was gone. He went up, he moved up through the net back up, you know, pull the net out and do that stuff. And then the guy came back. So he waited and then he moved down a little ways and then threw at another place. And the guy comes over and dumps a five gallon bucket of water onto his clients. They're in, you know, dumped them on the kids and uh, then proceeded to immediately get into his automobile and pretty much kind of leave the premises as it were, you know, get out of there as quickly as possible. Yeah. But he got a picture of him. And he posted the picture of the guy on Facebook, and dude, they were lighting him up. And but I would, I could not believe mm-hmm. how many people were uh, actually busting him about it. Well, there is, there is on some of those bridges a respectful distance that you're supposed to stay away. So I don't know about the Skyway, but back in the days of the Gandhi and that, you weren't supposed to be. Right up there on the that part where they were fishing on the boat. Well, you got to remember that the old Gandhi was very narrow in between the two, anyway. So you that's where really, I always caught bait. You couldn't hardly get in there, and don't forget there was all that wreckage and everything underneath the bottom of there. You could lose a net very quickly if you let it sink all the way to the bottom, which a lot, a lot of people did. And uh, but not no, that there's any wreckage around the Skyway. Uh, on the other side, on the <laughs> south side, there is. There's a lot of it down there, but. Um, dumped wreckage, not wreckage as in cars or anything else, but stuff left over from the roadway or the old bridge and all that stuff they put yeah. down there. But um, how many people were sitting there saying, you know, if you'd have got in on me, you know, I, I hurl lead, you know, and of course you could take that either way, that either they're threatening to shoot them or they start whipping weights, you know, that sure. kind of thing. And uh, if I had two kids on the boat and somebody's whipping weights at that, me, see the problem I have is is hard to be a good Christian really, on that day. Really, you got kids on the boat and you're going to do something. I mean, never mind. Uh, I mean, it's it's not. I, I mean, I mean, it's I not a George Alice's restaurant. It's not a. Uh, <laughs> it's not a kick in the teeth to politely say, 
hey, are you gonna are you planning on throwing here? Because if you need to throw some net, I can show you. There's bait right over here. The quicker you get them in, the quicker you get them out. Yeah. You know, I do that on, at Fort DeSoto. Guys will come in. You'll see they'll patiently wait, see if anybody moves. I'll be that one guy who goes, hey, how big a bait do you want? Because there's little, you know, there's glass minutes right here. There's uh, some greenbacks over here. If you move over there, there's a whole bunch of pilchers that are running around well, there over here. And try to help them out. Boom, boom. They throw a nice big barracuda cast net. You throw it one time. It's got 150 pounds in it. Bye. And they're gone. Well, yeah. but that's, it's like you said, when I used to have my boat, we would launch out of Maximo. Mm-hmm. And I would go to the center pier. And if there were people fishing, okay, usually I like to go in there at the last bay, and that's where I would catch my bait. Well, if there were people on the pier fishing, like Bill said, I would stay 15, 20 yards away from there and, you know, start chucking a little bit of dog food out and catch my bait and leave. Yeah. But it's it's just ridiculous to me that you got kids. I mean, it's another thing that I'm going to get talking about today with well, the hunting I'll, side I'll of things. i devil's advocate. You got a boat. You can go anywhere. I'm stuck to the pier. Okay. Well, the bait's right there. Yeah. That's true. You got to go where the bait and is. And you standing it's on that on, pier on and me standing on that boat both have on. the same amount of right to be in that space of water. So that's true. I mean, I, I'll. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you don't. I love your how, how? How? How do I not? You have the same fishing right standing on that pier as I do on my boat. Other than I have to have life jackets and a throwable and all this other crap. But come on, Missile. come on. Okay, I have rights to my lane in the highway. But there, there, okay. Doesn't mean yeah. you can come on top of me. I'm not running you off sure the road, am I? Sure you can. There, there's <laughs> I got him. I got him. You just have to. Uh, anyway, I just thought it was. Um, oh, I just it? hate to say it, but it was like a Yankee thing to do. You know, it was like something that, wow. that, that, that a guy would do that and a couple of kids down there and just not care. Well. That's the thing. The individual was not a helpful individual. No. You know. I mean, uh, uh, scream and yell all you want to and say, hey, can you move down or wait or go somewhere else? But something like that, he's lucky that uh, Mike's a good guy. Yeah. (laughs) And had kids on the boat. And Mike's a big boy. I can say that boat could have made it to the end of the pier and he could have been off before that guy could get his car down. That is true. Yes. I'm just saying. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) All right, we're going to take a real quick break, you guys. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. It's Braden, Jonathan, and Bill George in the studio today along with Diego. He's back. We're going to take a fast break brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors and Brandon Ford. We're going to go. We'll be back. Welcome back, everybody. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden Jonathan. Bill George in the studio today on this rainy, nasty, blah, 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 blah day. I knew it was coming. I went to uh, bigandwild.com, and, of course, the fast cast weather forecast right there gives you the whole thing. I looked at it on purpose because on the uh, bottom one where you can click on it and look, and it'll enlarge and give you all the way the seven-day forecast all the way through. Is for Gandy. It's for the Gandy area. And, of course, the guys that were out there duck hunting, they are like, what do you think it's going to be like there tomorrow? It's supposed to be really windy. And uh, so I went, well, let's just go check. Click. And then there it was. So uh, it's going to be blowing pretty nasty today. But 
Um, Sunday's not going to be so bad. Monday and Tuesday will be even better. So if you want to get out and go do it, do the, it then. The the deer sign for Sunday and Monday is off the charts. The deer sign. As far as my deer cast app says, yes. Oh, you mean projection? Yes. yes. Okay. Wait for when? Sunday, Monday? Sunday, Monday. Yeah, I'm sure it's going to be pretty awesome. But... And with a nice crisp. Yeah, 30, 30 degrees in the 30s pretty much everywhere you look. I know some people say they're over this whole uh, cold weather thing, and I'm like, where what are you from? cold weather? Exactly. I'm going <clears> to <throat> put a jacket on. I'm like, where are you from? Seriously, if you think this is really bad, would you move here from, uh, I don't know, Ecuador or something, or you know, along the equator? <clears throat> because it's been very nice, and I wish it would be even colder for a little bit longer. you got to understand all these people who just move here. Uh, you know, this is their winter, and they think it's great and warm and wonderful and fabulous. And, you know, they can send uh, pictures of them on the beach on Christmas Day or Thanksgiving, you know, to all their relatives back up north and tease them and give them crud about, hey, 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 you're in three feet of snow, I'm in three feet of beautiful white sand and 80 degrees. <clears throat> yeah, we don't like that. Because that means more mosquitoes, well, more nastiness, well, more crud that happens throughout the summertime. It's going to make things it, worse. And it, it is nice to have a little bit of cool weather to knock some of that back. It is. And it, it needs to be a little bit longer because if it gets all the way down through and into the Everglades, it also helps to wipe out and reduce the python challenge, you know, python uh, uh, population, as well as the tegus and the uh, iguanas. And all the other little importations that are there running around free and naked because they have no predators. It's all great. So uh, we need the cold air. We need those fronts to push through like they have been, where you get one about once every three or four days, like you know, and then keep it down 30, 40 degrees for a good steady week. It'd be good. It'd be helpful. Helpful a lot. Oh, yes. How was your uh, mosquito uh, infestation uh, this past week when you went out uh, Sunday? Sunday? Uh, I had a few mosquitoes, being that I haven't quite... I took a lot of stuff out of my pack when I went to Pennsylvania. Haven't quite switched back to the Florida mode, and I, <laughs> I did not have my thermosel with me. Oh, no. So I was squatting a few... Uh, didn't have your bodyguard? You didn't have your little I, I uh, didn't, bottle? I didn't have any of that, because when I go up to Pennsylvania, you don't need that. <laughs> but I turned around, had, had a good time, uh, had a thing happened for the first time i posted on the facebook page i had that alligator come right up to the base of the ladder of the tree stand that, that right was there, 10 foot that was i mean a, it was 10 foot gator that was an awesome picture and i um <clears throat> i know you sent me those pictures to let me know how your day went but <laughs> i called my daughter over and i said you know how bill george is always throwing me under the bus because he says i uh, shot that hog out from underneath you and she goes yeah i go well, he just sent me a bunch of pictures to rub it in your face on what you missed today because you were invited. <laughs> My rule. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, uh, you know, I was like, there's the deer right there. See the deer? You missed that. Look, there's an alligator right there. You missed that. And then look, there's a big giant red hog that, of course, boom, he shot right there. See? <laughs> She's like, yeah, maybe I should have gone. I'll go next time. I was like, listen, uh -huh, see? Listen. I, I extended it to y'all. Y'all had some family in town, needed to turn around and spend some time with family. Yeah, Gma came into town. So. And, and so that's, that's you know, precious time that you cannot get back. You can get another hunting day. Yes. But you cannot get some time with the family back. Um, 
Yeah, she, you know, grandkids are around there. You know, they so, got to be there. So. so we turned around. I extended it to Carlos. I said, Carlos, you want to come out and play? Well, he had helped out on the radio show on Saturday. And then he turned around and did not get his brakes done that afternoon. So he had to, he had to do a brake job on his car. And then <clears throat> I waited till lunch. I did not pull the trigger on anything until I verified that and nobody was going to make it up after lunch. And then I said, <laughs> well... My rule is if y'all don't show up, I'm shooting. Yeah. Well, that's all right. And you did very well. How was that a hog, that boar hog? Was he uh, stanky, nasty, No, good, no, tasty? beautiful. He, he, oh, he's a good-looking he was pig. New Year's, he was a meal on New Year's. Already? Already? Yeah. Oh, yeah. How, how big was he? I don't know. I just know that that thing actually went from one side of my hitch hole to the other side. He was big. and. He come out. He was. He acted strange. I had shot a bunch of squirrels earlier. I didn't even show you a picture of all the, the squirrels that I shot. But I had eliminated a bunch of squirrels. Got down, picked those up, and when he came out, he came out into the area where I planted the food plot. Was running all over the place, and it he was acting strange, and he kept running all over the place. And I finally was like, okay, if I'm going to shoot him, he he had gone down by the pond and was starting to run back up towards the higher ground and i finally just said i gotta shoot him before he runs off and i pulled the pistol up and shot him right behind the ear and he'd never he never moved from there seven so, millimeter 08 pistol seven millimeter 08 pistol on the run yeah that's a little roaring machine yeah he's a good looking hog he doesn't look as red on the back of the tailgate as he does in the faraway picture shot but well uh, one, nice one was with hog. the flash so he was red he was a red hog. Yeah, I just love the little caption. It's like, I got the got the deer picture, got the gator picture, I got the hog. It says, "Missed you all." Big red went to bed. Then the next one, the picture is on the back of the tailgate. Big red went to bed, and I was hey, like, "Oh yeah, well, that sounds believe like a pretty me." Awesome uh, I was at the. He called me yesterday. I was at the ranch helping Dad do some stuff and trying to get some spots where we could go down there and maybe and hunt this weekend. And all of a sudden, I'm getting the, well, we got this going on and we got that going on. So Jonathan's liable to pull a Bill George. And there might be something drug out of Lake Wales this weekend. Good. So, Wait, as in fishing, as in bass fishing, when you say Lake Wales? I mean, the edges? No, I mean in the palmettos and the pines. Oh, okay. He, he's talking about fat lighter. He's going to go get some fat lighter. Yeah. Do you need light or not? What do you need that for? No, I've got plenty of that. I'm talking about the four-legged persuasion. <laughs> the other something, kind of, something that I could put on some fat lighter and grill up for us. Oh, don't That'd be it horrible. That would taste like crap. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You, you get Turpentine pork. It would be awful. My so. favorite fat lighter story, I'll, I'll share this. Was Why that, do you call it that when you know it's not what it's called? Stump not. What do you want to call it? Would you call it fat lighter? Fat lighter because oh. it's fat. It's thick. It's it's sappy. Lighter not is as what I've always okay. known it. What do you what do you call it? Lighter. Lighter not. Or? Light, yes, lighter. <laughs> Never heard of it called fat something or other. I've heard it called that before. Well, what do you mean? I turn. Well, I'll have to tell it after the break. No, that means that you don't get a chance to at all because that's the cutoff music for that story sucks. We don't want to hear it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right, we're going to take a real quick break, you guys. We'll get the rest of Bill George's 
fat, not lighter, something or other story when we come back. We're brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors and Brandon Ford. Number one dealership, Brandon Ford. No way. I know, man. They broke the record. That was awesome. All right, we're going to come back. Stay with us. All right, welcome back, everybody. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. It would have a different flavor. Yeah, I was just regaling the boys uh, with a story about uh, not necessarily light or not, but uh, with creosote, the old creosote poles, you know, they used to make uh, fence posts and everything else. I don't know. Can you even get those anymore? Telephone poles? No, the old black creosote fence posts or anything. Has anybody ever used those anymore? I haven't seen one for sales. Well, I'm talking about fence posts, not telephone poles. Like yeah, the old telephone fence posts. poles. What do you think we used to use? <laughs> Jeez, what's how, what's the size of your cattle? Jeez, man. I mean, I'm talking like the black four inch, you know, regular old uh, creosote pole. That was the be- best thing in the world was knowing people that worked for Tico and all that when they replaced them poles. Oh yeah, I got. Yeah, I'll just bring them on out here. You uh, you need to get rid of them. Bring them on out. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I remember uh, when Lester Chainsaw was, and a tape measure. When Lester was building his barn, he was on the uh, radio station. He was on the morning show begging for a telephone pole. Anybody got any telephone poles laying around? Just let me know. I'll be able to come by and pick there, them up. There are fences on our property that I built when I was my daughter's age of 12 that are still in place. Oh, yeah. Them creosote ones, man, they don't rot. So, anyway, what's your fat uh, well, Bertha story? My, what was my, it? My fat lighter story is I took, I took a bunch of it up to Pennsylvania because if you're trying to start a fire in the fireplace in the wintertime, it, it's, it's a nice little thing to get it going. The wood's dry. It doesn't take a lot. But my family was up there from Pennsylvania, and my cousin's husband was, what is that stuff? I said, oh, this, this is special wood. It reacts it's a fire starter. Water. I said it reacts with water, and he's like, "What?" I said, "Yeah, this is the this is a special piece of wood. You react with water." And I took a strip of it and I stuck it in a water bottle, okay, <laughs> and I pulled it out and I shook it off. I said, "You can't have a, too much water on it. You just have to, you know, have a little because okay, it, now it'll light burn." It. And then I lit it. And it just caught on fire, and any piece of wood in Pennsylvania, you do that too, will not burn for days. Oh, no. <laughs> so yours was magic. That's I had cr- magic. The magic stick. That's crazy. It Ford reacted stuff. with the water and <laughs> caused it to burn. Is that what it is? <laughs> that is funny. I mean, I, I was telling the story during the break. Uh, my brothers and I were out uh, squirrel hunting, messing around out in uh, in Texas, outside of Austin, and you get those cold fronts that push through there. I forgot what they call them. There's a certain name for them. But, I mean, you're running around, it's like 80 degrees, and the next thing you know, in the blink of an eye, it's like 32. You can hear it coming. It's like uh, this rush of wind coming through the woods, and then all of a sudden, bam, it, like, hits you. And then temperature was down, and we were trying to walk back to the house. We'd been out there shooting squirrels, and um, – we had about probably six to eight squirrels, and we were heading back, and uh, my brothers were freezing. They were little then. I mean, they were probably 10 and 12, somewhere around there. They were young kids. Y'all were out hunting unsupervised with guns? Yeah. All, and all of us had firearms. Funny how that worked. And nobody got hurt. Nope. Not, no, my squirrels. Funny how that worked. Squirrels got hurt, but we didn't. Yeah. 
But my brothers were doing what little kids will do where they're starting to complain. They're like, I'm cold. I'm getting cold. I'm getting really cold. And so it was wet. It was kind of rainy. And it was that drizzly, spickly, kind of nasty, you know, misty kind of stuff. And, good, uh, good pneumonia weather. Yeah. So we're walking back, and I know there's nothing out there that's going to light, you know. And all of a sudden, boom. Oh, the good Lord gave us an old creosote telephone pole somewhere out in the middle of the woods. And I took out my, I had my Gerber survival knife and started chopping into it. A couple of V cuts, got down there low, took out the mag, uh, the magnesium fire starter, sh- sh- shaved off a bunch of magnesium, click, click, click. Next thing you know, sh- and there's a fire going. My brothers literally thought I was Merlin the Magician. They were like, that is the coolest thing ever. And once that creosote started going, it was hot and it was fast and it was bright and it was warm. And so as we started feeling better, my Neil, my littlest brother, went out and found an old hubcap. <clears throat> he comes back and goes, Braino, we could, we could cook the squirrels on this. We could just put them on there and grill them right there. We just put it over the fire. And I was like, there's no way we're going to cook anything over this fire. <laughs> Lord knows what kind of chemicals are coming off of this thing. But as long as we get warm enough to get, get moving again, let's do it. So we did. But. Uh, I know that going down to the brush pile, I always look for light or not down there because you always have that. Even to start a good oak fire, you know, if you're going to cook over it and stuff, it really does help out a lot. You said you had a ton of it? Oh, yes. Yeah, if you need light. Is it light or not, or is it just pine that you left over from the hurricane? Uh, no, there is stumps that are being removed every trip that I go up there. And believe me when I say there's plenty of lighter. Plenty. Of lighter, you should uh, you should put it up on uh, eBay or something and sell it. Ah, uh, well, Bill George would be sucker enough to buy it. He, he can make a fortune up in Pennsylvania, apparently. The waterwood with the magic, the magic wood. <laughs> hey, magic Diego, wood. the look on his face. Tag was that. Priceless. Uh, we're gonna get the yeah. We're tagging that. So yeah, take it up there. We own the rights to it. <laughs> Big and wild outdoors dot com. <laughs> 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 Magic firewood uh, up there. New item on Big and Wild. You know, they sell that stuff. You can buy it like at, uh, what's that, Vermont country store and stuff like that. I know they sell the little Oh, they're all, the funny it. thing now. box of yeah, it. Yeah, the little box of it. And it's like $25. Well, the funny thing now, have, you, have you noticed all these people that come out with these uh, ba- this bag wood? And they've all got hot sticks and all this other stuff. They've got names for it. And can, all it is is just cured can wood. Can I tell you what? I found my dad doing. Oh Lord! And and I just had to shake my head, and I I was proud because you know, they don't like starting the fires as much. You mm-hmm. get all the paper and you're trying to get it started. Well, I'm glad he was not using gasoline because I have seen people use gasoline, but he actually yeah went, you're talking to somebody that can and, tell you a little and bit about that. He actually went and was getting. Hand sanitizer. He says it's a little expensive, but mm-hmm. he went and he takes hand sanitizer. And he has it in a squirt bottle, like you you would like a ketchup bottle at a restaurant, mm-hmm. and you go and he squirts it on the logs. Yeah, and he lights it. Yeah. It's alcohol. Sure. It's alcohol yeah, it, yep. and it burns slow. It doesn't. It's not like a poof, you know, in that raging. It, it, and I'm like, dang, that's pretty good. If you mix a little diesel with it and. Uh... <laughs> He'd be perfect, man. This is an indoor fireplace. It'll work on indoor fireplace. Why wouldn't you use that? You could use diesel on there. Yeah. Have the whole house smelling. At least this way you got clean logs. 
that smell like Purell. <laughs> nice. Disinfected. Oh, your house is so festive this year. What's that smell? I just can't figure it. It's not apple spice. What is that? It's Purell. Has Febreze come out with but, a new, f- the new scent of the holidays? It worked extremely well. I was surprised. I had somebody that I had an argument with that. They were like, hand sanitizer doesn't burn. I'm like, it's sure alcohol. Alcohol <laughs> burns. <laughs> it but, does. It does. It burns good. Uh, hey, listen. And Fritos. I don't yes. know. If, I don't know if you uh, heard the story. Uh, we've we've talked about this on the show a million million times. But again, <clears throat> elected officials sometimes just just don't get it. I don't think sometimes Bill George, you deal with them more than we do. But uh, I don't know if you've heard. But uh, yet another uh, another state decided that it was going to be much better to sterilize the uh, deer population, you know, in a more humane way than to. They didn't control think it them was with hunting. much better. Well, they, I think that they do because they're sitting there saying that uh, it's no, a better alternative. No, they're getting harassed less. Yeah, well, that's the problem. I mean, <laughs> it's not that we're harassing them, hunters, I say, but uh, the animal rights people are the ones who are screaming for the more humane way to control the population, which I guess they've probably done many, many studies on and figured out it really doesn't work that well. Well, I mean, I mean, thing, uh, and the cost is unbelievable. This is the this is the problem with some of those programs is animals move constantly mm-hmm. around, and you cannot get into every nook and cranny to get every one of them, and it doesn't take a whole lot to, to miss to be able to keep up with the production. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, when there's less production as a whole, nature has a way to, uh, when it comes to deer, where they can have twins, triplets, even quads, where they've had babies before, where nature will try to fill the void that is left by the barren uh, does that may not be running. I have noticed that anymore. big time you, this year at the woods. And, and you go up to... Um, someplace like Pennsylvania into some of these suburban areas and their big problem is the deer especially in the wintertime will come eat every bush shrub everything that's green anything that they can find and they just absolutely mow everything in people's yards over well the other one thing what happens to a a male pig when you cut him and turn him back loose. Eating machine. He turns into nothing but an eating machine. Eating machine. They do not take a break to go chase the ladies nope. or do anything else. There's no fighting. There's what no do you nothing. think that deer's going to do? They strictly drive through, man. He's, He's going every day. That deer is going to be worried about nothing let more than go. eating and running in front of cars. Well, you know, one of the things that I heard somebody bring up, which I thought was a really smart idea or a, a, something that they don't think about. If you sterilize the majority of the population in a certain area, and then let's say something like blue tongue or uh, chronic wasting makes rears its ugly head, now you have no deer to reproduce whatsoever to refill the population of the ones that are being wiped out by disease. Yeah. Well, then so, that's nature taking care of itself in their mind. Is that you what it is? You get into it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So nature can take care of the population controlled through disease and everything else and predation when it comes to hunting or... Whatever. But you hunting is unnatural. But yeah, but you doing it is is totally different. So they don't think about that. If fifty percent of the population, because they only go for does, 
You know, they always go to sterilize the does, which I don't know why the feminists aren't going over over, ape, over that. Mm-hmm. But once they're done and the baby makers are done and then CWD or something comes along and wipes out all the male and female populations, there's there'll be no deer left. So good job. Yeah. You just don't think, man. We had a good system going. Seems to work pretty good. We're going to take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors and Brandon Ford. If you didn't hear about it, they are the number one Ford dealer now in the United States of America. They did it over the past weekend. Brooksy Hall and the boys, man, had a great blowout day. And I tell you what, if you still need a good deal, I know they're still probably not too tired to sell you a new car or truck. Yes. They'll get up off their butts and go get it. All right, go see him today if you need one. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Take it a fast one. We'll be back. That's Bill George on guitar, by the way. Good job, Billy. Glad you didn't say that on the air. That's Bill George on guitar? I no, that's what that. you said before, Bill George on the guitar. I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't say anything before the break. Mm-hmm. Uh, welcome back, everybody. It's uh, the Diego and Company show today. Diego's back from his trip in Costa Rica where, no, 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 he did not go fishing. How do you go to Costa Rica and not go fishing? I don't understand that. But, but he tried. He made an effort. He at least made tried to make an effort to go. Yeah. Maybe he was detained and doesn't want to tell us the whole story. It was a cousin's wedding. He has the last thing on his mind. He's not going down there for that kind of stuff, man. <laughs> you know, it's like going down there for a funeral going, sorry to hear about uh, Grandma, but uh, I hear the snapper biting, so I'm going to get on out for a little while. I'll be back for the, I'll be back for the tacos later, you know, so it's all good. Uh, but anyway... <laughs> Bill George had a successful weekend, went out on Sunday and cut himself a big old uh, porker. And six Passed up squirrels. on some does. Got and some six, squirrel. Six squirrels. Did you cook them or did you throw them in the freezer? This, I got. Oh, here we go. I got. I just want to ask a simple question. A electric pressure cooker. You it's, got a ninja? I, I don't Is it know. a ninja? Instapot. It, it, it's not an insta. It's, it's something along that it's line. It's a knockoff? I don't know what it is, but it's an electric pressure cooker. I put those six squirrels in there with Turned them to a mush. little bit of beef broth, 10 minutes, turned it on, let it cook for 10 minutes, walked away from it, come back, opened it up, peeled all the meat right off the bones, just separated it all, had it all ready for rice and gravy or whatever mm-hmm. dish that you wanted to make. My in-laws came over and was visiting, and they tried it, and they liked it. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll put it in some dishes for you. So they turned around. They took it. They're going to use it in dishes like a substitute for yellow rice and chicken. They're going to substitute the chicken for the squirrel meat. It's a beautiful piece of squirrel for that. Sure. And so they're all they're all on their way to tree rat, the other white hey. meat. It's delicious. It's, it it really was good, just with a little beef broth. I was like, man, you put a little few other seasonings in there, and that could be dang right good. I was gonna mm-hmm. say that's a pretty basic, uh, pretty basic recipe. 
thrown in two bouillon cubes. With your yeah. <laughs> and then you're all done. It's delicious. But and salty. Uh, I used to love it when my dad would always cook, uh, you know, a squirrel gumbo or a salsa carne. But the problem is, is that he would brown the squirrels real quickly in, uh, you know, bacon grease or whatever, sure. and they go and they're just quartered. Yeah. So rib cage, neck bone, everything—it's yep. all in there. So we'll cook always, them things down, boy. It'll be all right. You can swallow. It was always an adventure because you know you had to eat it a lot differently than you would, let's say, grandma's stew, where you could just shovel it in and like, ah, ah, ah. you know, you'd have to kind of move it around your mouth a little bit and yeah, kind of like crab chalau. You know, pick out a bone, rib bone or something. I don't like that. Yeah, you don't like that. I don't like having to. Having a a oops, I missed a little little something is one thing, but to have that as a common occurrence, I don't like fish with bones in it. I don't like chicken with bones that I can't just separate out easy. Why? I don't want it. It's the adventure. I mean, uh, you know, my grandpa Bo would eat a fish sandwich. It was literally a fried bread between two pieces of white bread. And that was, I mean, it was the, the back fin, the tail, everything was still on it. It yeah. was just deep fried. It was I, headed and gutted. I went to a barbecue joint one time, got a chicken sandwich and bit into it, and the whole rib cage was there. That was an experience. I learned real quick. There's two different kinds of barbecue, and that's a different one. You yeah. never had a chicken sandwich where it was two two chicken legs that were stuck uh, opposite of each other between two pieces of bread, and you no. just work around the What? No. Well, it must be a southern thing. I don't know. It's just wrong. It's not wrong. It takes when you talent. have it as a sandwich, sandwich, it should not have a bone. I eat the in whole it. sandwich. Okay, it should not have a bone in it if it's a sandwich. So you're one of those people that the, made, made McRib famous. In that case, the bread is just there to clean your fingers off in between bites. That's, That's exactly what it is. The bread is just there to hold it, so you keep your hands clean. It's a binder. It's a binder. It's a holder. So when you eat the chicken legs or the ribs or whatever it is on a cold rib day, man, well, why wouldn't you do that? In addition to the squirrels, what I cooked a why are you looking at me a like binder? A, yeah, it's a binder. You hold it. <laughs> I'm just. Uh, never I'm, mind. I'm with Bill here. I'm not putting any bones in my sandwich. <laughs> in my sandwich. <laughs> You're catching on, boy. It's not that you put them there; it, they're already there. When you have a little brim and you fry it up and you do it right and you do it and you stick it between two pieces of white bread and you just kind of. But that's work not around. doing it right. It is doing it's it. It's right. wrong. No, you got to tell it to many, many generations that they're doing it wrong. I'll and tell them they're doing it wrong. <laughs> you yeah. fry them bones up enough, they'll crunch. Wrong. That's right, yeah. man. Uh, you know, and boy- I, I would think your mama's the one that likes the little brims. Uh, no, my, I'll tell you what they like, and I laughed because we were talking about this the other day. Is back? You talk about bones and fish, backbones in my family. Exactly. Uh, Meemaw. Mama, my sister, um, I can name probably two or three more that will literally, when you fillet a fish, they will punch you in the nose if you throw the backbone away. So what are they doing with backbones? Huh? What are they doing? Fry it. Fry it, man. They caught uh, one of our favorite fish we've talked about uh, with the regulations is trout. And my grandmother, I'm telling you right now, my uncle, I literally watched at Inglewood one time literally watched her walk out and smack a 50-something-year-old man in the back of the head because we went out and caught a bunch of trout, and we were out there filleting them. Jonathan was filleting them and putting the backbones over here. Well, my uncle was and flipping 
flipping the, them off to the side. Flipping Peter, the back. Peter and the Pelicans. Oh, dude. She came out there, and she looked at him. She goes, if you throw another backbone away, I'm going to whoop your hiney right here in front of everybody. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm just sitting over there cleaning fish, not paying attention to it. Fried but, mullet backbones, you never had those or no. nothing? Dude, uh, they will fight the tail. They fry You fry that thing up crispy, and that's the one tail. thing. The tail and all that, they Eat love the it. the tail? Yeah. My they dad's love a it. big old fan of that. I was not much of a fan of it, but uh, those Cajuns, you know. The, well, but if you pull it when thing. you – and I – to their credit, like when you pull the the tail, the dorsal fin, and then all that, uh-huh. there's a lot of meat that's on the backbone that you don't realize that you're just throwing away. Oh, it's wasted. Sure, that's fine. So, what do you mean that's fine? Waste not, one not. If you wanted to boil it down and make a soup out of it and pull the bones, oh out, my gosh, I'm okay. spoken in true Yankee hey, fashion. When you fry it, you just pull right on it, and it peels right off. Fry it. Welcome south of the Mason-Dixon, my friend. Well, come God on out, come out to Turkey Camp and show us. Right, hey, God Boiling. invented grease for a reason. That's right. Yeah, gotta have it, man. <laughs> I'll take the corn, not the little nubs on the cob that are called grits. <laughs> I like grits. Oh well, my gosh! There are some. I can't remember the restaurant. Was it uh, Catfish Johnny's? Didn't they have the mullet uh, backs? Uh, where was it? Crab Trap, Crab Shack, one of those ones. They used to, used to do that. I mean, you didn't throw them away. They lightly bread them and fry them. And redfish, oh man, that way it, it's one of those great things where you make money off of everything. Yeah, and, you know that way it's like all you can eat mullet backs or whatever. <laughs> so you know, you can, I ate sixty of them. I you know, still remember the meal. days when you can get chicken wings for free at a strip club. No. <laughs> Literally, BH. How would you know that, Braden? This this is BH. <laughs> Try to buy him. This is free chicken. <laughs> BH. What's BH? Before Hooters. Oh. You used to be able to go into a Albertsons or something like that where they cut up chickens, and you could get the chicken wings for free. We used them for crabbing. Okay? Okay. Where do you get chicken wings for free? Or we had to even, you had to go buy chicken necks to go use them for crabbing. We used you chicken still had to buy them. and chicken wings, and we got them for free. What, what year was this? 19-aught-giggity what? 80s. Early 80s. Yeah, right. Yes. <laughs> BH, before Hooters, girls in short pants. In this town. Selling wings. In this town. No, Or was Tampa. this up in Pennsylvania? Up Tampa. Tampa. This Where town, you, St. Pete. I want to know. What? I want to know where you got free chicken <laughs> we wings. We got to go to break. <laughs> I told you. Albertsons. Albertsons would give you free chicken wings. Memorial and Hillsborough. Were you a kid up there on a bicycle with ratty pants and no shoes on? And there was like, sir, can I please Listen. have some chicken wings so that I can go get some food for me family? Yeah. Is that what it was? Because <laughs> then I could understand. <laughs> oh, please. My, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Chicken wings and they'll get some crabs to feed oh me, family. Oh, my Lord. My toffee sister, she's so sickly. Yeah, I can't talk either, Jacob. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Top of the hour to you, my lads. It's uh, the Big and Wild Outdoors. We're going to take a long break. And God bless us, everyone. Our number two is coming up, so we hope you'll stay with us on this gloomy Saturday morning. Be a good out uh, day to go out and do some shopping out at G5. Still got some deals going on out there. PMAGs came in again if you need some extras. No, you don't? Wife says no? No, I'm good. 100 for right now. 100's good enough? You're good? You're set? For right now. Come on, start it up, Virginia. Let's get her done. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be back.